This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, By Heart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. By Heart is an easy-to-digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. By Heart is the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Village Voice, parenting beyond discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer Azralant. Yes, I'm still nursing a little bit of a cold this week. My kids are home on spring break, so it's been a little busy and crazy around here, but lots of fun. We went camping for three days and whitewater rafting, and I ate lots of s'mores and hot dogs and spaghetti and all kinds of junk, and I'm just getting back to health and getting back to exercising and working off all those s'mores. And I hope everyone else had a great spring break. We have a really late spring break around here. So everyone else's spring break is probably over by now, but I hope you all had a great spring break with your kids as well. So let's get to the topic this week. When kids outright ignore us, and especially when it's blatant, it is Oh, so frustrating. Did you know there are things and habits we get into as parents that actually teach our kids to ignore us? Just like brushing teeth, doing math, or even sharing in other social skills, good listening skills need to be taught. As a skill in general, but also as a behavior. Meaning we, as parents, need to set those expectations and boundaries in our families. In today's episode, I'll share some ways to help children become better listeners, ways you as a parent can invest a little bit of time now to save lots of time and years of aggravation. When I talk about building listening skills, I'm talking about tools for helping kids listen to directions and follow through on a request, such as, please get in the car, please put on your shoes, It's time to go brush your teeth. While the tools I'm about to cover can be helpful in dealing with specific issues, they may not be enough in some cases. And what I mean about specific issues are things like 
getting your child to stay in bed at bedtime, getting your child to eat his or her vegetables, or getting your child to do his or her homework. These and other very specific concerns and trouble areas have their own specific methods and ways of solving these issues. So if you have one of those specific concerns, you can search through our other podcast episodes or check our website at yourvillageonline.com to find our classes that address those and other very specific issues. As of this recording, the only one of these concerns that I have addressed through a podcast episode is on healthy eating and dealing with picky eaters. Now, there's a big gray area when it comes to kids listening. Do they hear us and are ignoring us? Or are they really so engrossed, they really aren't hearing us at all, what we're saying? First, I'll cover techniques to making sure that our kids are hearing and understanding our requests. Then I will cover some tips for dealing with the outright ignoring and refusals. So now I'm going to share several tools for increasing cooperation and therefore listening overall, starting with the first tool, positive reinforcement. What this means is we're taking notice and encouraging our child when he exhibits the behavior we like to see. It lets our child know that this is the behavior that we like to see. So it increases that behavior and works infinitely better than bringing attention to negative behaviors or by using punishments. Let's say you're having a big problem in your house with your child running around wild and being too loud, jumping on the furniture inside the house. In most families, it's very common for parents to focus on the child when he's misbehaving, on the behavior we don't want to see. Stop being so loud. You're too loud. Stop jumping on the couch. The furniture is not for climbing. Stop. Stop. No. No. Loud. 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 Right? That's all the kid hears. You get tired of saying it, and your child surely gets tired of hearing it. But it doesn't give him any instruction on what to do. So it does not help your child learn better ways or to know what to do instead. Then when our child is behaving as we like, sitting quietly reading, working on a project, or going outside to be rambunctious, we don't say anything. We happily go about getting our things done. So instead, you want to be very aware of every time your child is behaving in a way you would like. When he sits down to build something, when she sits down to read a book or do a puzzle, when he chooses to color, paint, draw, or design something, when she goes outside to play loudly rather than in the house. These are all times to notice and give attention to that behavior. Our next general tool for increasing cooperation is giving warnings for transitions. You'll want to give a warning before transitions as much as possible, especially when your child is having fun or really engrossed in an activity. This is a very respectful way to communicate. You wouldn't want to be visiting with a friend and have your partner or spouse stand up and announce, it's time to go. What? That's crazy. So when leaving a play date or a park, if they are playing at home, building or designing something, working on a puzzle, reading a book or watching a show, always let them know. This means getting eye contact not yelling across the playground or the family room with the TV blaring in the background. Turn down any and all distractions. Get your child's attention. You may need to touch her on the shoulder. Have her look you in the eye 
and then give your warning. You can say something like, we'll be leaving in five minutes, or in five minutes, I'll need you to put the book down and help set the table, or you'll need to clean up your homework from the kitchen table in five minutes so you can help set the table. Then for younger kids, like four to five and under, another warning at two minutes. Dinner will be in five minutes. I'll be asking you to clean up in a couple minutes. You'll need to put your blocks away in two minutes. It's time to finish up. It helps their minds plan and transition that focus. You'll want to ask for feedback or clarification from your child after you give your warning. This is a statement from your child that communicates, I heard you. I understand what you are expecting from me. You can say things like, what did I just say? Or when I say it's time to go, what are you going to do? As time goes on and your child gets better at this and learns what is expected, you can back off on connecting so intently. You can yell up to your kid on the jungle gym, we're leaving in five minutes, and then expect an okay or acknowledgement of some kind. But if this doesn't work, you can go back to being more intentional for a while. As an adult and a mom of a son, both with ADHD, I know navigating the expectations of life with ADHD can be a challenge, but finding the right care and proper tools needed to succeed can be life-changing. With the right resources, you can turn your ADHD into your superpower. Done is an online ADHD care platform that can get you all the resources you need to help manage your ADHD, online visits, refills, and a 24-7 care team made for you. Starting to take care of your ADHD is as easy as one, taking a one-minute free assessment to see if Dunn can help, two, booking an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as today or tomorrow, three, start receiving ongoing care, enjoy online visits, personalized treatment plan, worry-free refills, and 24-7 care. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. Unlock your path to better focus now at get.donefirst.com slash podcast. Done. Turn your ADHD into your strength. These later years of childhood have been flying by. As a mom, I want to not just be available to my kids during these last years they have at home, but I want to feel good and have the energy I need to keep up with their schedule and my own. So my health is a top priority. Equilibria is a woman-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and body back into harmony. You're not alone on your wellness journey. Every customer gets one-on-one support to help you meet your goals. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. A healthy gut positively impacts immunity, mental health, sleep, digestion, and skin health. It helps regulate digestion, immunity against bad bacteria, and improve nutrient absorption. The gut has been called the second brain because it contains more than 100 million nerve cells. It is a vitally important piece to our overall health, both physical and mental. So to make sure my gut is working at its potential, I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense to improve my digestion and nutrition absorption, boost my overall immune health, and help with sleep and stress as a bonus. Head to myeq.com and use code PARENTING for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com 
com and use code parenting at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. So next are our tools for getting kids to cooperate in that moment when you are needing them to go ahead and complete a request. So first, connect with your child. Remember, you've probably already given a warning about transition, but you still want to get their attention in a positive way. So you can say something like, I can see you're building a very intricate tower. Tell me about it. You are very engrossed in your book. What are you enjoying about the story? You're getting his attention and connecting with his interests. Allow for some feedback and acknowledge it. Then move on to what you need next. Then you could say something like, that sounds like a great story. I look forward to hearing more. But now it's time to set the table. Also, it's important to state your directions in the positive. Positive directions is telling your kids what you want them to do rather than what not to do. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, but for some more examples, it sounds like this. Please put your shoes in the closet instead of don't put your shoes there. Furniture is for sitting or please jump on the floor rather than saying stop jumping on the furniture. Please use a quiet voice instead of saying no yelling. Overall, you want to avoid using no, don't, and stop. This is especially important for kids three and under as they are still developing their language skills. Positive directions are much easier for them to understand because it's very difficult for young kids this age to turn the language around, to reverse it. So instead of hearing, don't jump on the couch, they may only be comprehending the jump on the couch part and the whole no, don't, or stop gets lost. Then you have a kid who actually thinks he is doing what he's been told. So you end up with a frustrated parent and child. So I'm going to jump to a question right here because it's perfect to help me share my next point. So the first question this week is from John from New Hampshire. My six-year-old is the worst at getting ready in the morning. It's a daily battle. I ask nicely two to three times, but by the fourth time, I'm frustrated, and then I get loud. I yell, and that's when he actually takes me seriously. Do I really have to get loud and mean to get my son to listen? John, the good news is that no, you don't, but also be assured that this is a common battle and problem in many households. So the information I'm about to share can help you and many others with this very common problem. So first, I wanna share about positive reinforcement which means on that rare occasion when your son does move in the direction of getting ready right away or on his own, give positive feedback in the form of encouragement or what we also call descriptive praise. I'll give a couple of examples here, but you also can go back and listen to the episode on praise to learn more. So let's say your son gets up and gets dressed right away on his own or after you request. You will want to tell him something like, thank you for getting dressed right away that is so helpful. Or, thank you for coming to the table for breakfast the first time I asked. That helps our mornings go so much smoother. Now, the one thing a lot of parents do that actually teaches kids to ignore them is repeating themselves. So if you want your kids to listen, you have to stop repeating yourself. So I know you're wondering, how in the world do I get him to just listen the first time? Does it mean yelling the first time? No. So this is about setting up and following through on expectations. 
First, have a talk, a discussion about this problem. It might go something like this. I'm noticing that mornings are a real struggle in our house. I've been reminding you four and five times about the next step to get ready to go. I don't want to do that anymore. And actually, I'm not going to do that anymore. I know you know the steps and are more capable than I've been giving you credit for. So I need you to take on more responsibility in the mornings. Do you think you can do that? Continue having this discussion, set your expectations, and you can let him know that you are going to help him out and coach him through the process as you slowly back off. When it comes to the rubber meeting the road, in the mornings, when you need him to follow the next step, number one, make sure that you are ready. In other words, don't be stepping out of the shower and telling him to go get his shoes because you think it's going to take him half an hour. Otherwise, you set that expectation and he knows it, right? So two minutes before you need him to have his shoes on, then request it and also be ready and available. Don't be making his lunch or on the phone. Go to him, get his full attention, and this means eye contact. And you can say something like, it's time to put on your shoes. We are leaving in two minutes. If this is an issue or he continues to fool around, you could say, what did I just ask you to do? This sets up those expectations with respect, boundaries, and good, solid communication. Kids are amazingly capable, and we sell them short a lot. When we do that, they act accordingly. Unfortunately, it's hard on us, but it also hurts their development as capable, responsible people. If you go through these steps for a week or two, you will find that you won't have to be so on top of him all the time. The expectations will be set and he will start following through on them the first time you ask. There may be some accordion type give and take where he starts to fall back in those old habits. And if he does that, then you're gonna move forward back to the being very intentional, touching him on the shoulder, getting the eye contact, giving your request, and letting him know the boundaries that you're leaving in two minutes. And then again, you can back off from that, but you can move into that and away from that as you see fit. But after a few times of that going back and forth, that will be the new expectation in the family. And it will be, I need you to get your shoes on, or I need you to come eat your breakfast now, pick up your backpack, let's go. And that he will comply, follow through, and you will get out the door. And most mornings will be super smooth. Now, sometimes not listening is more than just being busy and not hearing or taking a parent seriously because of patterns that have been set up. Sometimes it's a flat out refusal, which gets us into the realm of power struggles. There are a lot of tools for dealing well with power struggles, and I'll share one of them as it relates to this next question. Samantha in Austin says, my kids never listen when I ask them to turn off the TV to do their homework. It's so frustrating. I know they need time to unwind after school, so this is the schedule we set up for after school. But I feel like it's backfiring and I'm the only one holding up my end of the bargain. It sounds like you're right, Samantha. You are the only one holding up your end of the bargain. So guess what happens in a contract when one party breaks it? It's null and void, right? The other party does not need to keep holding to the contract that the other party or parties are refusing to uphold. No, I'm no lawyer, so don't take that advice to court. But when it comes to our kids, this is the deal. When you make a deal, this is part of that contract. If they break it, then it's no longer the deal. So you can do several things. 
First is remind them of the deal and let them know you're giving them one last chance. If they can't hold up to their promise, they are showing you they aren't responsible enough to have TV first, and you'll have to come up with another schedule to make sure that homework is getting done. Like I shared with John, have a meeting and discuss your frustrations and see what recommendations your kids may have about ways to solve this problem. When kids are involved in the problem-solving process, they are much more likely to comply. The other thing that you may find helpful in this situation, and this would be a last resort if other methods don't work out, but I'm going to caution you, don't give it too long. They get one more chance and then you move on to this tool. There is a tool in positive discipline that we use a lot for these types of power struggles called positive logical consequences, which means the child earns a positive consequence after they have done something required. So these are things like they clean up before they get a snack. They have their shoes on before they go outside. In this case, you may need to switch it around. Homework before TV. They will have to earn the TV by doing the homework if they can't show the responsibility piece. And one thing I will say is that, Samantha, I don't have the ages or the numbers of your children, so sometimes that's helpful because the way we handle these situations will change as our children age. Now, obviously, I'm assuming that they're at least six to seven at the young end since they're having homework. In general, the tools that I gave are a good first step and a good place to start even with teens. So to learn more about power struggles, building listening skills, or any problem areas around getting your kids to comply, such as healthy eating, homework, bedtimes, you can see our website, yourvillageonline.com, and search our list of classes. In our next episode, I'll be discussing a topic that I get asked about at least once a week, but many times much, much more frequently, and that is sleep and bedtimes. Kids need their sleep, and parents need their alone time. So solid bedtimes and nighttime are important for everyone. I'll talk about when new parents can expect newborns to sleep through the night and some tips on setting up for easier success, as well as tips and tools for bedtimes for babies, toddlers, and beyond. So if bedtimes are a struggle for you or you know someone that is struggling with this, be sure to tune into our next episode. And if you would like to submit a question for that or other future episodes, or just give us some feedback, you can send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. You can see what topics we have coming up by visiting our podcast page on our site, yourvillageonline.com slash podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be sure to give us a review. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.